0: General subject, living in the kingdom of God as the realm of the divine life. Message four, the kingdom of God as the kingdom of the son of God's love. Let's consider uh, this simple phrase, the kingdom of God, and let's first consider God. When we uh, think and consider this simple word, God, what do we first associate with God? What is the distinctive characteristic That makes God, God. The Bible begins in the beginning, God. And we may think of, we may think of different things, love, light, life. Righteousness, holiness, these are all primary attributes of God. But if we really know God as God, when we consider God, the first word that will come up is authority. Authority. God, in virtue of being God, has absolute authority. The Greek word translated authority is exousia. Anousia refers to being. And ex means out from. So authority is something that issues out from God's being. God and only God has the authority that is equal to his being God. And because he is God with authority... He is not subject to anything or anyone. Now we come back to the word kingdom. Kingdom is the realm where God exercises his authority without limitation or hindrance. God, who has absolute authority, created the universe and established the laws by which it operates. He created the human race. And therefore, the human beings should spontaneously recognize. We were created by God, and we are under God's authority, and we are living in the realm, the kingdom, wherein He exercises this authority to carry out His purpose and to manifest His glory. If this were simply the situation in the universe and on the earth, there would be no problem. But God not only created humans, he created angelic beings. And one of them, known as Lucifer, had the highest position with respect to God and to whatever existed on the pre Adamic earth. And he continues to have the status as the ruler of this age. But at a certain time, this probably highest creature willfully, deliberately rebelled against God that is, rebelled against the authority of God, refused to be subject to the authority of God, lured other beings to follow him, to be his subordinates, and established another kingdom with his own authority, So now we are facing the fundamental problem in the universe rebellion of a creature against God, that is, against God's authority. This rebellion was not limited to the angelic sphere or the first layer of the heavens. After God judged the pre-Adamic age, and there was, we have no idea how long a gap in time. It could have been billions of years. We don't know. Then we have the restoration and further creation. And God created man, male and female, in his image to express him, and with his dominion to represent him, and to recover the earth and subdue it. The word subdue indicates war. We were created to express God. And because God will not deal directly with a creature and will only have a creature deal with a creature, we as humans were created to deal with this rebellious creature known as Satan. But the man disobeyed. The woman was deceived, but God attributes the fall to the man, not to the woman. Because the man was not deceived, he was willfully disobedient. And what happened when they took in something from? The other tree signifying Satan. Satan in his sinful element was injected into human beings. And from that time it has been transmitted from generation to generation. We were all born in sin. Believe it or not, like it or not. I love my children, I love my grandchildren, I love little children, they're so dear, but eventually the parents will realize they were born in sin. Yes, your sweet little girl, your dear little boy was born in sin. So there is this problem in the universe that needs to be settled, so the Lord Jesus came as the God-man. He was God in the Gospel of John. He referred to himself as I Am, the name of Jehovah. But he came as a man to fulfill Genesis one twenty six, expressing God and representing God. And he was obedient unto death, establishing the principle of obedience to God's authority. When the devil tempted him, he stood on the ground of a man. The enemy tried to get him to forsake that standing and prove he was the son of God by doing a miracle, changing stones into bread. But Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone. And this man, in his humanity a creature, destroyed the enemy a creature on the cross. And then in the spirit of his divinity that was enlivened, as revealed in 1 Peter 3.18, he descended into the abyss and proclaimed his victory through the evil beings that were bound there. Then he resurrected with the keys of death and Hades. In Matthew 28... He met with the disciples for the last time, as recorded in Matthew. And he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So God has bestowed his supreme absolute authority. Upon the Son of God, who is now the Son of Man. And right now, a man has been exalted and is sitting at the right hand of God. And we praise and worship him. In Matthew chapter 12, we have a very clear portrait of the conflict of the two kingdoms. The Lord cast out a demon. The religious ones couldn't deny the fact. But they said, yes, you did this by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. Then the Lord said, how could this be? That means Satan's kingdom is divided. He's warring against himself. He refers to Satan's kingdom. So this was the clash between the two kingdoms. There are only two realms in the universe we can be in. God created the human kingdom by creating human beings with a human life. And apparently, and outwardly, the human kingdom exists, but actually it does not. It is part of Satan's kingdom. What you see on the news, and the all kinds of evil, irrational talk from the talking heads... They're all signs of the satanic kingdom of which those people are subjects. So the Son of God came as the Son of Man to bring in the kingdom, to sow the seed of the kingdom, to open the way. To enter the kingdom as a realm of life through regeneration, then he alone fought the battle to destroy the devil. On the cross, Colossians reveals he stripped off the principalities and powers that were attacking him and made a display openly of their defeat. And now in ascension, all these powers are subject to him. We pointed out at the beginning of the first message that there are three stages to the kingdom as it's working out in time. The first was when the Lord Jesus came as the king and according to Luke seventeen twenty-one, as the kingdom. Then he himself was the kingdom, established the kingdom, and then sowed the seed of the kingdom. Then the third stage is when Christ will come again in glory with his overcomers, To manifest the kingdom. But that coming of Christ with the kingdom is not automatic. God will not just decide one moment, it's time, my son, to return. Something must take place on the earth to make this possible. And that is the second stage of the kingdom, which is the church as defined by Christ, not by the theologians, not the result of degradation over centuries, but as defined by Christ, who said, my church, referring to the universal body, the church, referring to a local church in a place. And in Revelation, he said to John, send this to the seven churches. Then he Jesus named seven cities. Then he Jesus began to speak to each church and said to the messenger of the church in Ephesus, write. This is the Lord Jesus in a state of glorification, speaking to local churches. And at the end of Revelation 22, he said to John, I, Jesus, have sent my messenger to testify these things for the churches. And John, who was on the island of Patmos, could say, I am your companion in the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom releases the life of the kingdom. <coughs> and, theref- <coughs> and therefore, and <coughs> therefore, just flim, therefore, brought forth the church as defined by him to be the reality and practicality of the kingdom. And while he was on the earth, as recorded in Matthew, he taught in a weighty way how to live the kingdom life. The kind of life we have inwardly. And then as far as relationships, he taught in a weighty way concerning forgiveness And the reason he did all of this is because the responsibility of the church is to open the way for the third stage of the kingdom. The enemy's strategy was to bring in mixture, corruption, degradation, and division. So no so-called church that is not a church according to Christ's definition has the standing to be the kingdom or bring in the kingdom. And this will be shocking. It is in actuality under the control of the satanic kingdom. The ascended Christ is not the head of the Roman Catholic Church. The enemy is. That institution was not established by Christ. That is a human development, a perversion and a degradation, and so it is with all divisions. So it was necessary for the Lord to have A complete recovery of the truth, of the experiences needed for salvation and the Christian life. And finally, in the last century, the recovery of the church as defined by Christ, a return to the principles established by Him. And by the Lord's mercy, He saved us and brought us into the local churches. Now, why are we here? The local churches are not the goal, they are a procedure. The goal is the building up of the body of Christ, which equals the maturity of the new man. Which equals the readiness of the bride, which equals the reality of the kingdom. Body, new man, bride, kingdom, they all refer to the church. So we need to understand what the Lord wants to accomplish. In the church life, he wants the church to do two main things. The first is to testify of Christ's victory on the cross through our preaching of the gospel and through our corporate living. Every week we have the Lord's table. To remember the Lord and to declare his death. And the bread and the cup on the table are signs of the Lord's death and all it accomplished. And we partake of the table, remembering the Lord with what he did. And also, considering his word, when he established the table, I will not drink of this cup again, till I drink it new with you in the Father's kingdom. So the Lord's table connects the church now with the past, with what the Lord did, and with the Lord's coming In the kingdom. And we surely want to be there at that table meeting when the Lord drinks the cup with us. So now we need to understand a particular aspect of this universal problem. The conflict of kingdoms, which is really an illegitimate authority, cons- constantly rebelling against God. When Saul of Tarsus, we know him as Paul, was saved, it was a powerful salvation he met the Lord Jesus in glory he encountered the corporate Christ the me why do you persecute me and he was struck down by authority he asked who are you Lord Lord What shall I do, Lord? It will be told you. You have met authority now. Mine, my direct authority over you. Now you will meet my indirect authority expressed through my body, through any member I send forth. It will be told you. And you will listen to that member. And you will obey that member. Because that member is under my authority. Represents my authority. And is speaking on my behalf. And That's what Ananias did. And Paul obeyed. I mentioned already. And Ananias said, rise up, be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord. You wanted to bind and imprison and even sentence to death. All of us who called on the Lord's name. Now you will call. And I'm sure he did. Now we turn to an important verse related to this in Acts chapter 26. And we see Paul's commission given to him, which is now our commission corporately. Verse 18. And he's referring, the Lord is referring to the Gentiles to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the authority of Satan to God. Let's apply this to our present situation. We know in, in in our country, we know from Romans 13 that governmental authorities are established by God. We know this and we honor this. We are subject to the government on which we are living as long as we are not asked to do anything against our faith in the Lord. So, in the Roman Empire, they required the Christians... To burn incense and say, Caesar Kurios, Caesar is Lord. And they refused. We cannot, we cannot do this. Jesus is Lord. They said, You have disobeyed, and say, You have the authority. Do what you will. We recognize we will not, they did not rebel, they did not revolt, they did not attack, they did not demean. They recognized, you are the authority established. But they also knew, in actuality, Satan was using those in power. That's on the spiritual realm. In the last few years in this country, there has been unprecedented rebellion against authority. Even among among Christians. Who don't know God's government. Who don't know God's authority. Who don't know he sets the people in power. They're governed by their politics. And by being governed by their politics, they are actually rebelling against God's authority. When one man, when Clinton was elected, some refused to accept that. When Bush was elected, some rejected that. When Obama was elected, some didn't like that. The same thing. For an ungodly person to talk this way is understandable but for a believer who knows the heaven's rule god makes the decisions we just lay aside our human preferences and recognize god's authority i believe the lord Gradually, as revealed in the last message from the previous elders training. He will burden us more and more to proclaim to this country the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is part of our responsibility. We're not preaching gospel light. Just say, oh Lord Jesus, two times you're saved. No, You need to be transferred from one realm to another. You are in one realm. We really care for you. (coughs) We love you. We're here to transfer you into another realm. So the Lord told Paul, You, you open their eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. And from the authority of Satan to God. Because this is what had just happened to Paul. His eyes were opened. He had the heavenly vision. That's why he said to the king. Or the ruler. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision." And he was turned from darkness to light. He could look back upon his entire life and realize it was all in darkness. All my years in Judaism were in darkness. From the authority of Satan to God, he himself realized I was under the authority of Satan. When he was breathing out murder in Acts 9, what is that? Read John 8, 44. The devil's the murderer. He was a devil man. When he would barge into houses and drag brothers and sisters out physically and vote for their execution. When they were on trial in the religious court. He realized. He was in under the authority of darkness. He experienced a transfer. And now his commission was. To go to the Gentiles. All these ungodly pagan people. Go to them. City after city. So when they went to Thessalonica, people were, some were stirred up. The men who have turned the world upside down have come here. And Paul said, you know what kind of entrance we had. What kind of men we were among you. You turned from idols to serve the living God. I don't believe the Lord is happy with our gospel light. Yes, we can quote the verse, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe it as much as you do. But proceeding that are verses that say, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord. You will be saved. You have to believe with your heart. Then confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. These are signs of transfer. This, this was given. This commission is not something God is going to do directly. The angels don't do it. An angel could tell Peter, you need to go to a certain place. An angel could appear to Cornelius' house. But he tells him, You you go ask for Peter to come, he will preach to you. The angel didn't preach. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among the Those who have been sanctified by faith in me. So all of this is the background to Colossians 1.13. Paul is saying, God has delivered us out of the authority of darkness. And transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Last night, the Lord burdened us. He burdened me to release the kingdom of God as the shining of Jesus over us and into us. God exercises his authority by light. Satan exercises his authority by darkness. So Paul... Uses his expression, the authority of darkness. Now, the Lord cover you in hearing what I will say next, so you don't get subjective and don't accept the enemy's accusations. Wherever darkness is, Satan controls. So, if it's in the business realm, In the entertainment realm, in the political realm, wherever there is darkness, Satan rules. It's just, I wish there were a law concerning presidential elections that didn't allow anyone to sign up for an election before January 4th of that year. And there can be, no one can talk about it. And we just are limited to four months of this constant babble about who's who, who's this and that and this and that and this and that. Darkness, darkness is ruling this country. It, it, it's everywhere. The California public schools, I thought, public schools existed for the purpose of teaching basic things to girls and boys about reading and arithmetic, a little bit of geography and some science, but not in California, the state of Satan. Because the ideology has come in, no, teach them in kindergarten. You can either be male or female. Don't believe this. God created male or female. You can decide what you want. Where did that come from? Uh, you know, I, I'm just illustrating. If I were, if I were a young parent in California, I don't see how I could ever send my children to that. The darkness. I'm not going to name the place. But there was was one, but was a local church in North America where Satan took control of the eldership of the church, except for two brothers. Sounds shocking. How can this be with a church? If you're not in the reality of the kingdom, not in light. The seed is not growing in you. You're not under authority. doesn't matter where you are. Your being. There's still parts of your being that are in darkness. And so what happened in the fellowship of the body is that the faithful ones realized these ones have gone astray. We have not. So we must separate from them and continue to be The church, now I'll mention, in Toronto. We're not starting something new. They did something different. This wasn't just a human thing. There's a force behind this. And so what we need to realize is that our dear Lord and our loving Father wants to transfer our whole being out from the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. And this happens initially when we're saved and we're baptized. That is the transfer in standing. Now this transfer needs to be worked out experientially by our Positively pursuing the Lord in love, light, and life. And the more the light shines, the more the darkness diminishes. Don't try to figure out what's dark in you, leave that to your Savior. Okay? You're covered, you have all the reality of all the offering. Just realize there's a process taking place in you and me to expand the kingdom as the seed growing into a realm and as the light increasing the area in which it's shining. So our pursuit should not be, oh, I want to deal with this and that. No, you'll... You'll be focused on negative things. You'll come to the Lord when you have time. You'll be focused on negative things. Forget them. Come to the Lord based on His precious blood and His being the sin offering and the trespass offering. Open yourself to Him. Love Him. Receive His dispensing. Pray with His word. Read the ministry. And then let the Lord take you on. Until your whole being... And what the Lord will need to uh, take your whole being out of darkness into light. And one thing he will eventually touch is anything, you could say any control of yourself, that issues from the self has to be replaced by God's ruling in life and light. I'm not saying you should be loose or any different way. No. But anything that originates from the self is darkness. Only what originates with God is light. And now we can spend the rest of the time. There will be 26 minutes because we will dismiss the meeting early for practical reasons with the hotel. And I want there to be... At least 15 or 20 minutes were some sharing. Now we forget the negative side and just see where we're transferred to. The kingdom of God as the kingdom of the son of his love. What a contrast. The authority of darkness. Satan controlling us. Not just into light. Light. Not just into the kingdom of God in a kind of generic way, a general way. It's the kingdom of the Son of His love. God Himself spoke twice. Recorded in Matthew 4 and Matthew 17. This is my beloved Son. Oh, how he loves his son. So the kingdom is the son of God's love. And the inhabitants of this kingdom are the many reproductions of the firstborn son. So now God the Father sees the son in all the sons. And so there's more and more love. Because the love he has for his son, he has for the kingdom of his son, because he sees his son everywhere. It is indescribably delightful, pleasant, happy, safe, peaceful, a realm of blessing. There's no death, no sin, no darkness, no enmity, no division, no pride, no anger, nothing negative at all. This is where we live. The kingdom of the son of his love. So, I'd like to use an illustration of a dad and son matter that I've used many times, but I believe it will be helpful. Uh, Both of my sons uh, played football when they were in high school. My older son, when he was a senior, their team, uh, they won the championship in their their area. This is in Texas. Football is the state religion in Texas. (laughs) And so... But what they're aiming for is the state championship of 5A. And so then they had the playoffs to see who will be the top football team in the whole state. And so MacArthur High School, the team is able to go. And on Friday night, they're having their their first playoff game against the Arlington Colts in a professional football stadium. So I was naughty, I didn't go to my home meeting, I went to a football game, because I'm a dad, okay, and uh, I was sitting there, and then I saw 38 Jersey, this is my son, when they're all warming up and getting ready, and then I realized something, this would be my ideal football team. David Kangas. Okay, this is David Kangas' strong safety. Okay, I want want to define this. He's in the defense, in the backfield. Okay. The best football team is that David Kangas could be reproduced. He's everything. David Kangas, quarterback. (laughs) David Kangas, running back. David Kangas, wide receiver. Right? David Kangas, tight end. All of this. That, That... Because I'm just here to see him. I'm just here to see my son. I just love my son. I'm glad he's here. I'm just looking at him. And then the light came. God saying, this is exactly what I want. I love my son. Oh, I love him so much. In the Godhead, he's the only begotten son. But in God's economy, he's the firstborn I want to reproduce him, so I see him in all my children. So it's the firstborn son with all of us together equals the kingdom of the son of God's love. Wonderful place. Point one. The father has delivered us out of the authority of darkness. The authority of darkness denotes the authority of Satan. Darkness is Satan as death. Light is God as life. To be delivered out of the authority of darkness is to be delivered from the devil who has the might of death. We have been delivered from the devil, Satan. By the death of Christ and by the life of Christ in resurrection. The Father did this. This shows the heart of the Father. The Father has delivered us out of Satan's authority of darkness into God's marvelous light. 1 Peter 2 9. Roman 2, the Father has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So remember the kingdom is a realm where God exercises his authority. So now he can his will is done. He can release his blessing. His glory is manifested. All that's in his heart. He can do now. And also. The problem with the enemy. Is solved. By the ones in this realm. And so. The kingdom. We know from Psalm 2. Will be the son's. The kingdom of the Son is the authority of Christ. And we read those two verses yesterday. Revelation eleven fifteen: 15. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. So here we are under the authority of Christ. And we will see he exercises this authority through love, through light, and through life. That is how authority is exercised in the genuine church. Any leading one, any co-worker who claims to have authority and is brutal, is authoritarian, is controlling he's not in this realm you may have to in a sense still honor him because of his position but you realize this is not the real thing that's actually the way satan rules the lord rules by loving the lord rules by shining The Lord rules by life flowing. That's how he rules here. For the rebellious nations, it will be different. We'll have to rule with a rod of iron. It will be the age of righteousness. So the co-kings will be trained. That's why we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because we will enforce justice and righteousness everywhere. Bias is finished, finally. Finally. I learned a lot when I was teaching high school in San Fernando, a suburb of Los Angeles, in a multiracial school. I learned a lot from the students, especially from, this is just a fact, so many of the African-American students and they shared with me their feeling toward the police. And I learned something. They're not, they're not lawless. But they encountered much, much injustice through the police. Who would mark them out. This is unrighteous. This is despicable. That anyone is marked out. Just because of their race or their social class. We just long, we hunger and thirst for righteousness on this earth. We're not indifferent to this. But our way is not revelation or social renovation. God's answer is the kingdom. And so when the Lord rules... Us, it's love, light, and life. When He rules us through the, the nations through us, it's righteousness, reinforced by authority. Be the Son of God is the embodiment and expression of the divine life. Therefore, the kingdom of God is a realm of life. It's the kingdom of the Son. And the Son is the embodiment and expression of life. God has given us eternal life. This life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. And so the kingdom of the Son has to be a realm of life. Because the life is in the Son and the Son is the life. One, to be transferred into the kingdom of the Son of the Father's love. Is to be transferred into the Son, who is life to us. The enter into the kingdom of God is to enter into God. The enter into the kingdom of the Son is to enter into the Son, who is life. Two, the Son in resurrection is now the life-giving spirit. And he rules us in his resurrection life. With his love. Isn't that pleasant? He rules you with resurrection life. He's going to come to you and swallow up the death. And release resurrection life. And all of that is in love. But the enemy, he accuses us and he slanders God. So he injects lies into our mind. Oh, you don't want to come before God. He is angry at you. He's going to deal with you. No, that's the enemy's way. We come to the, the son, who is the kingdom. We come to life. Resurrection life in love. Honestly, I believe we all need to pray Personally. To the Lord concerning this. Lord, please make this real in me. Make this real in me. I believe what the word says, I believe what the brother's saying. But Lord, make it real in me. I want to know what it is to be ruled by your resurrection life in love. And Lord, show me as soon as possible. You can start today if you would like, even right now. It's not too soon. Just ask Him. He'd be happy to do this. Three, when we live by the Son as our life in resurrection, we are living in the kingdom, enjoying Him in the Father's love. That's why joy in the Holy Spirit is the highest level of the kingdom life. You're enjoying Him. Him. Him, in the Father's love. See, the fact that we have been transferred into the kingdom of the Son of God's love indicates that this is a realm of life, that this realm of life is in love, not in fear. Not in fear. I mean, I... I try every now and then just to do my best to set the saints at ease and say, look, I am Brother Ron. I'm just a brother. Anyone can talk to me at any time. Don't worry, you you won't hyperventilate. There's nothing to fear. I'm just your brother. Okay, I don't know if that works or not. But... Uh, I was at home last Friday night waiting for my wife to return from somewhere. And the doorbell rang. And uh, it was a sister that was visiting someone in the neighborhood. And Of course I didn't let her in the house, we just had a brief conversation at the door. And she said, I do you live here. And I realized you're just a brother and I just wanted to meet you. So I'm so-and-so, I'm high, I'm in this place. I'm getting married soon and then as a couple we're coming to the training. I was so glad she didn't faint on, the, on, on my porch. She didn't hyperventilate because we're all, we're all on the same level. The only difference is that we're in various stages of growth in life. But we're all on the same level. The hierarchy has been demolished. The clergy laity system has been terminated. There's just us brothers here. Female brothers and male brothers. Okay. So, one, the kingdom in which we find ourselves today is a realm full of life, light, and love. Full. So there's no room for anything else. But doesn't this sound delightful? Wouldn't you like to be here forever and ever? Amen to the Son as the object of the divine love, becomes to us the embodiment of the divine life in the divine love with the authority of resurrection. This is the kingdom of the Son of God's love. This thought is deep. So the son is the object of the divine love. And he becomes to us the embodiment of the divine life. But he's that embodiment in the divine life, in the divine love. And with that love is the authority of resurrection. So it's life, love, authority, resurrection. Authority is here but not in the way we thought. This is why we have to be so clear. What does a proper representation of authority look like? It's not fierce. It's not frightening. It's not threatening. It's not controlling. First, there's life is coming. And the life is with love. And with the love, there's authority. And the authority is the authority of resurrection life. And so, we're just glad to open to this. I can trust this. This this is what it's like to be under your authority? Yes, this is what it's like. Satan has lied to you. And sorry to say... Some have, been, have suffered under misrepresentations of God and altogether wrong exercise of so-called authority. In this area, there's been a lot of that. We just cry out to the Lord, heal everyone who's been hurt. Lord, show them the real thing. Let them see for themselves. Amen. We're not here fighting against anyone. We're not trying to win arguments. But we are for the reality. Then three, the Father has transferred us into a realm where we are ruled in love with life. Ruled in love with light. When I was a college student, I've worked for a number of years in a special place for deeply troubled little children who came from dreadful family situations. And later in the early 70s in Chicago with adolescents that were mentally ill and None of them ever knew love in their whole life. So when love came, they didn't know how to deal with it. They just didn't know how to, I didn't know if they could trust it. And they would test it. Because they knew how things ended up in their environment. And in varying degrees, we may be like this. So the Lord has to change our concept of Him. He wants us to enjoy Him. He wants to fill us with Himself. Yes, He wants to rule us in love with life and light. And when that breaks in on you, your life will enter into another stage. You'll be happier, more restful, more secure, safer, more encouraged than ever before. In Romans, Paul says, if God is for us, who can be against us? God is for us. He gave his son for us. He transferred us out of the authority of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son. So here we are ruled in love with life. Here, under the heavenly ruling and restriction, we have genuine freedom in love with life and under light. Genuine freedom is under this. So under the Lord's authority with love, life, and light, we have genuine freedom. Which is why when we care for the saints. We don't express opinions about this or that. What they should do. You should marry this person, not that person. There's no ground for this. We just minister life, light and love. That's all. And direct them to the Lord. Under whose authority they live. And in his love and light and life. He will let them know what to do. Little A. Here, under the heavenly ruling... Okay, did A. B. Here, here, in this kingdom, we enjoy Christ and have the church life. Here. I surely believe The Lord intends, desires, and is determined to recover this kind of church life throughout the Midwest. The kingdom of the Son of God church life is coming to the Midwest and to all of Canada. Montreal, Toronto, everywhere. And then now... I might finish one minute before I set my goal. I'm looking at my clock. It's 1118. The goal was 1120. And I might be done in one minute. In the kingdom of the Son of God's love, the will of God is carried out. So now here, at last, God has a realm where he can carry out whatever's on his heart. Amen. Here are a group of brothers and sisters of all ages, of all backgrounds, in all situations. But they're all in the kingdom of the Son of God's love. And here God can open his heart and make known, this is what I want. And as soon as we know, we say amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, let it be done To the glory of God. So. Pray a little with somebody. And then we'll have some time for sharing. And then end by. Be dismissed by 1145.